Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing BPD versus me by Amigdala, featuring my pal, Bianca Quinones on vocals. And I'm gonna get out of the way now. I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. I'm still here. I'm actually currently living in my childhood home. So it's good to be here. Um, my parents, uh, my mom is Mexican-American. Uh, we're not sure about like her lineage, but we know we're just Mexican-American. And my dad migrated here from Mexico. So, you know, I guess growing up, you have those kind of social, cultural, like, influences. And I guess for me, like, as far as, like, how it was growing up, this was, like, a really funny thing that my friend asked me. He, like, asked me, because we, we just, like, kind of became friends. So we were trying to get to know each other, and one of the questions was, uh, what, you say, or what do you think about when you think of your childhood? And I, like, listed all of these things. And he was like, no, I meant, like, the good part. And I was like, you know what? I can't really think of anything good. (laughs) And so, like, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I I feel like sometimes people think I'm, like, I guess, like, they don't believe me or I'm lying. But, like, it wasn't, I don't remember too many good things. A lot of the things that maybe who I am now were like the bad stuff that happened back then. So those are mostly the things I remember growing up. Um, but as I got older and I was able to express myself more, um, I guess that's like kind of where this, this Bianca like took birthing in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then now I'm going to make those <laughs> Yeah. Talking about my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think that's, do you think that th- this, um, the way that your memory works is like, is that like a trauma response? Right. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Like, it's just, I mean, anybody knows, like, if you've been through it, it's kind of just like what trauma does to you. You kind of yeah. just like, that's all you remember, that's all you can feel. Yeah. yeah it's been really hard. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just like, I don't know, you know, I, I, uh, of course I don't know exactly where you're coming from, but like, um, Mm -hmm. I just feel similarly because like, there's very few things Mm -hmm. from my childhood from before I really started interacting in the world, like in my own way, you know, there's very few Mm -hmm. things that I can remember, like being good Mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of weird too, because it's not always it's not always, uh, I don't know, um, without going too deep, sometimes it's like some good thing mm-hmm. that I remember, like that my dad said or something. It's like, that's not even, that wasn't even like 
a good thing. That's just like what you should yes. say to your kid. Oh my god, you know? yes. I was talking to Caesar about this. Yeah, Caesar, guitarist. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was telling him, I was like, I feel like people don't believe me when I say like, because I'm just referencing that other conversation I had with my other friend. I was just like, like people don't believe me when I say it was like, bad. Like, even the good things were either just the bare minimum right. or they were always, like, tainted with something else. Yeah. It was, you know, so if the trauma comes from the family and, like, if it's the good things are going to get, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, like. Yeah. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. You you it's like you you know, you spent all this time with with these people and so you mm-hmm. like just from that familial uh place of of where you came from, like you you're always trying mm-hmm. to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and you're like, the best stuff I can remember was just like the bare minimum. Like that's hard, you know. But, uh, but yeah, um, um, so what kind of, um, things were you interested in as a child? Like what, um, kind of, um, you know, hobbies and stuff did you have? As a small child, I was actually very quiet and, um, like my family kind of thought I was weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they'd always call me the (laughs) crybaby. But I, I, I was always, like a kid that liked to be to myself when I was younger. And once I started, you know, getting to really adolescence, whatever, that's when I started, like, coming out, I guess, rocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was even more of a black sheep once that started. And, yeah, so I was very, I was very good at school. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, Teachers would just like look at me with like my gauges and my like chopped up black hair, you know, like just like yeah. looking totally like hardcore emo. And then like they're like, oh, you're like actually really smart. <laughs> it was just really funny. But yeah, so I was really into school when I was younger. I was always like studying. Um, I was always into extracurricular activities. And then when I got out of high school, I had already had my associate's degree because I was able to go to college while I was in high school. And so immediately, yeah. (laughs) And then immediately after high school, I was able to go to university and um, I got my biology of science degree there, which has a concentration in neurobiology, which is kind of where like the name of Migdula comes from. (laughs) Yeah. Because when I was, when we were starting the band, I was, um, that's when I was studying and they were like, what should we name it? Like you pick. And then I was like, no, I heard this really interesting word the other day in my textbook. And yeah, that's kind of like where we came from. And I thought it fit perfect into what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that since you said a second ago, like you, you referenced yourself coming out as a rocker. I'm guessing that there, there, (laughs) there wasn't a lot of like rock music played around the house when you were a kid. So like what kind of music did you grow up on? Like in the house and stuff. Right. So I lived mostly when I was a kid with my mother and my brother. And it's so funny because once we both see me and my brother stand next to each other, they're just like, what? Y'all are related. Cause he's like, just like 
totally banged out, tattoos. I mean, he's just like real gangster. So with him growing up, like I would hear him play his rap music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we got the typical like Mexican music that my family played. You know, we were always with our other family members. Or my mom, um, she was like me, very quiet, but <laughs> and she did like rock. Yeah. But um, I think from there, that's when I like started listening to heavier stuff. So <laughs> yeah. So I I wouldn't say I didn't. I I grew up around like people who influenced me with heavy rock, but yeah, I mean, we definitely like had some rock and roll playing at some time, but it was mostly rap. Mexican music growing up, honestly. Yeah. Do you feel like that <laughs> made it to where when you heard this kind of stuff that you'd like end up like really like chasing after? Do you feel like that made it more like when you first heard like the stuff, like the kind of bands we play with and stuff like that, where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, that's actually what I've been like. Was it more or was it just like that was another new thing? No, it was like, this is what I've been wanting. This is what I've been looking for. I mean, I didn't say that as a, at the time, you know, right. I didn't understand that. But now looking back, I'm like, that's what I needed. Like, that's just who I am. I like the intensity. I like the emotions. I like the heaviness, the loudness. So once I started to hear that kind of music, I was like, oh, this is my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think there was something about it that made it to where you're like like not only like I'm into this but I want to do that like I want to play this or were you already like like oh it would be sick to play in a band someday okay yes it would be sick to play in a band someday and it was funny because back then like I saw local bands or like whatever was going on but you know I was I was never really allowed to go out too much to that kind of stuff when I was younger. So I wasn't like really in the scene at that time or going to shows. But I knew a band that existed. And thinking back on it now, it was really intimidating because a lot of those bands were just like guys mm-hmm. that were really shitty. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> super shitty. Like I could I can't believe it now that I'm older that they would act like that. But you know, now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, damn. Yeah. So I didn't really have as far as I know, I didn't really have any, like, good local, I guess, thing to look up to. But I was like, man, I wish I can do that. Like, it's so funny. I used to, like, record myself, like, screaming to metalcore songs. And I'd show my friend, I'm like, dude, check me out. Like, do you think <laughs> I could be in a band? And they would be like, oh, Bianca, this is weird. I'm like, what? I think I sound cool. You know? So I always wanted to do that and you know it's really funny it wasn't until um I started going to shows right like it it definitely became a possibility like I'm like I can do this I can like I can definitely do what I've always been wanting to do as a kid and it's funny because like the first times I ever screamed saying whatever um it was with other bands. Like, they would tell me to do it. Like, you know, just point the mic at me. And I kind of did it. And it, like, that's where it started. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh-huh. like, knew that one line or whatever. And somebody would hand over the mic and then. Not like, even just, like, just scream. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah, like, but. Did you, did you, like, 
so like did you just from just from like doing this randomly like at a show did you like connect with that feeling like automatically where you're just like did 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 you just get pumped to do it or was it like well, it's a little nervous Oh, I'm a very yeah anxious person, so I was very nervous. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was expecting it. It's just because, like, I was, like, to rock out in the front. And yeah. I knew this particular song, like, the person, like, people to scream or sing with it. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to pick me in. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Um, so I was really nervous. And it's funny because that show happened, um, like, door to me when I used to do shows um, next door to my house. And when I had came home that night, my dad was like, did I hear you screaming? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you heard me? You are, like, it was such a short moment that I was doing it. He's like, yeah, I could tell. It's on my baby girl's voice, you know? Just like so that was really funny. Yeah. I know. It was so sweet. And like, yeah. that, was, that was definitely like, aw. That's made me feel better. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was like. The reason why I ask that that way is because mm-hmm. do you ever do you, are you ever at a show and somebody does that and and like the person just takes the mic and they just like there's just not a fuck in the world that they that they care about right at that moment they just go for it like uh-huh. that's never been me you know and I I get in front of uh-huh. the microphone all the time you know and whatever but oh, right. if somebody does that to me I'm like a mouse, you know, I just go, want to go back into my oh, hole. Oh, yeah, no, same. Yeah. There was other situations where they did, they did try to, and I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I was already playing, you know, so, but I'm still like, eh. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how, you know, I don't know, um, I, I guess it's just like the way that you, uh, you know, being put on the spot as opposed to like when you go to play your own show and you're sort of amping yourself up for it the whole time, you know, like me even like, it's like when I go to a show and we're going to play, it's like even the other bands are like, just like watching the other bands is like amping you up, you know, like, I don't know if you feel that way. Oh yeah. 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 Just, oh yeah. I'm already feeling it like the morning of. Even though I've been doing this for years, I still get that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. so did you have any, like, did you take any music or anything like that in school? Like, that was like, you know, a precursor to you, like, you know, singing in bands and stuff? I wouldn't say necessarily a precursor to singing. Or like rock music, but I did used to play the tuba. Okay. <laughs> when I when I was in middle school, and I would play with sometimes with the high school too. Um, we would win competitions. We were like one of the best bands that that school had in a very long time. And I really loved playing the tuba. I still want to play it because like a lot of Mexican bands have tuba players, and uh-huh. I want I, eventually I want to start doing that. But as far as like singing and screaming. Not really. If you count like me singing to my phone recorder, yeah, for sure. And I'm showing my friends, but not really. Do you think, I don't you think could, so? Do you think you could just pick the tuba back up and and have a go at it? Like, do you think it's still there? Like it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. no, definitely. I love I love the tuba. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, you can you can definitely you know pick that up and 
and I heard like ska's getting really big again too. So just there's that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, we we have to do ska someday. Ska so. Oh shit, that's <laughs> yeah. that that did not come off the cuff. This is okay. So tell me more about this. <laughs> this is obviously okay, well, something that's been talked about. It's ours, yes, and um, we played songs, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe one day, I mean, just that practice, we'll do the ska version of, like, these men ain't sorry, or something. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a, that is a <laughs> Halloween show waiting to happen, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> oh, I think a Halloween show we'd really love is, like, just do a whole NCR set. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really good Costumes too. and everything. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Scott McGilla, look out, twenty twenty two. Just like a, just the, um, like um, like me first in the gimme gimme is like just you just pick like twelve of your uh, favorite songs and put an LP out <laughs> like uh, as Scott Migdala. <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's get on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Uh, Yeah, but um, so (laughs) I can't get over Scott Migdala. It's pretty right. Yeah, it's really good. It just it's just like it's just so obvious, but like perfect, and that's why it's like it's only obvious because it's so perfect. But um, yeah. um, Okay. Next time we. They do a song. I'm gonna send it to you. Hell yeah! <laughs> you can see. Oh yeah! I gotta see this. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, so like, if I'm not mistaken, Amygdala was your mm-hmm. first band, right? Yes. Okay. Because like, I remember, you know, I remember the first time we met uh, when we played in San Antonio, and y'all were there, and and we just like met mm-hmm. real fast, like. We were talking about whatever records I had sitting out or whatever at the merch table. <laughs> and then, you know, Yole was like, oh, I started this band and sent me like an iPhone recording. And I was like, shit, you know, and uh, and y'all were just like, Rem- I'm sorry, what? Uh, just, just real quick, remind me what show that was? Uh, we played that with came? we played with Haunter. Uh, when Yole was in Haunter. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 Sorry. I'm trying to remember who else played, but I'm having a hard time. Uh, that was, a while ago. that was so long ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, shoot. I would say 2013, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I heard this like, phone recording of songs that would end up being on the uh first seven inch and um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean just like straight out the bat like really good and could i was like yeah this like well my one of my first thoughts was i Mm -hmm. hope this band sticks around because like that that was Mm -hmm. a thing in screamo there was no bands that ever you know they lasted like six months max but here it is all this time later and y'all mm-hmm. are still still going at it
So like, other than just like, you know, uh, Yole being like, oh yeah, we're gonna uh, put some songs together and and we want you to be the vocalist. Like, what was there anything else like that led up to that, or were you just like, okay, here it is, like time's come, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> like, what were your thoughts and what? How did this all come together? So it was definitely the whole, like, come on, do it, you know, like they wanted me to. But um, it was also that I was around for a bit before um, Amygdala started practicing together. And I was just kind of, like, telling my friends, like, I wish there was, like, something more to this. Like, especially Screamo. Like, I just wanted more substance to it. And, you know, I I just really wanted something, like, that I can relate to. And it wasn't just, like, you know, the typical little thing you always see. Um, I think my concerns and, like, those, you know, those remained in their heads and they remembered that. And then... Um, when they started the band, they said that this would be the perfect way to do that. And, yeah. And then they asked me if I would sing, and I was really nervous. And they just like, come on. You just gotta do it. You can't, like, overthink it. <laughs> yeah. And then I screamed, and, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't scream like that anymore, but, yeah. That's kind of, like, how it happened. I, I did really um, voice concerns for, like, just, like, before again, the sexism that I saw happening around me, that shows. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you said, and then you screamed, and <laughs> wow. Uh, so, what did you mean by that? Like, <laughs> are you talking about, like, the way that it sounded to you when you did it, the way that it felt? Like, what exactly, the first time when you really ripped into it, like, was it visceral? Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I you can just see it like I mean it kinda of, it was kinda of scary, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I hope nobody thinks I'm getting killed or something. Right, right. <laughs> 'Cause you know, we're practicing it in my neighborhood, so uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it was just like, Oh fuck, there's just so much power behind this mic. Like seriously. Yeah. So, you know, that makes me think, like, oh, fuck, I guess. Let me think about something that, you know, is kind of like what people don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just be loud. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, Did Did you, so you, so like right away you were, you were like enamored with the kind of like the power and, and, and the control over like, um, over your expression, but did you did you struggle with the um, did you struggle with the performance of it at first? Like, did, was it hard for you? Did you just let it rip, or were you like, it's not sounding the way I want it to? Because there's a, there's that thing that happens from the way it sounds in your head to the way it comes out. Did you have issues with that at all, or you were just like? Just belt it out, and that's all that mattered. Yeah, I just fucking belted, just let it out. I mean, because I mean, you heard the first, 
DP, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like screeching the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have like the deeper, uh, I guess, screams that I have now. So I was just, just like, with all my might, you know, all my might, I started singing like that. And I remember my, our first show, um, I was so nervous. And even though it looked like I knew what I was doing, because I was just like, pleasant screaming at the top of my lungs I was like I almost felt like I was going to faint because I was just like you kind of got to learn how to breathe you know and yeah. able to be in front of people <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't know I, I might have had a little attack there but <laughs> yeah I mean in the beginning I would just fucking scream at the top of my lungs and people like it so yeah <laughs> you said that you couldn't do that now is are did you like did you just teach yourself to do it a different way or like did you take some kind of like uh directions from like like lessons or something at some point not at all i kind of like uh, um i i guess like my singing style is like very consistent inconsistent <laughs> and i'm it's whatever i'm okay with that um, I have learned better ways to warm up and stuff, um, so that doesn't put any strain on my voice, but I don't know if it's because I lost it or because I'm just singing differently that those screechy vocals just like don't really come out anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, wait, have you ever experienced that? Like you can't. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, think kind of what happens is like. The more you do it, like you're like, I have this like saying that Mm -hmm. I I have this like saying that I repeat to myself when I feel like I'm not picking up on something and it is Mm -hmm. like, we're really dangerous when we're learning. Like, I just say that to myself, like, sounds sounds (laughs) weird, but, um, because like, I I think that you, I think that your learnings, like the more you do something the better you're learning to do it, whether you're cognizant of that or not. And how that relates to what we're talking about is that I think when you first go out there and you're just screaming, I think there's something that you're doing that your body teaches you is not in your best interests later. I think the more (laughs) you do it, like, because you know what I'm saying? Like at first you will just shred yeah, yeah, your throat. So. Like every show you'll shred yourself. And eventually oh, yes. you just, you're like, oh, this, if the force comes from here instead of <laughs> right here, like this, I feel better afterwards, you know? And I don't, I didn't destroy myself. So I think like you just like <laughs> gradually teach yourself how to do this like in a better way. And then later when you try to hit those old, you know, marks or whatever, then, then you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that doesn't feel right at all. You know? Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in like how people do, uh, some of that other stuff, like without just like it coming like straight from their throat, you know, like, like the high stuff, the super high stuff. I don't know. But, um, I, I, I'm just, I'm probably like a little jealous or something, but I'm just like, oh, they first started out. They're just first starting. That's why they sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> but, um, 
my experience with the thing that made me learn like the hard way was on our first tour one I was very young two I was very nervous but I also didn't I didn't do anything to warm up like absolutely nothing and like I already told you I would just fucking go for it you know mm-hmm. um so it was my first tour it was in the winter time in the Midwest and I was like destroying my throat a lot at night and then sometimes I would get sick because it was just so like inflamed already that you know I probably just got laryngitis or something but I would get sick and you know I can't really play with an infection in my throat you know Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to learn, like, oh, I can't be, like, I can't be, like, blowing it out, like, <laughs> every night. <Yeah. laughs> so I kind of had to learn, like, you know, volume and, like you said, to me, from, you know, your stomach and the, your muscles, like, how everything works and, like, you know, and learning how to warm up has changed everything. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What what kind of warm-ups do you do? Is it a... Is it a range or is it just? It's a range of homes. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what helps me. Yeah. I'm able to like, uh, uh, like uh, warm up and not look so obvious. But I'm warming up. I can do it like when the bands are playing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I do a range of like really low to really high. Mm-hmm. And that usually warms up my throat enough for me to for me to sing the way I want to. That's awesome. Like, Anai and I were just, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about, like, warm-ups, warm, warm ups, like, when we saw each other the other week for the first time in, you know, two, nearly two years. Um, but, uh, oh, nice. and um, we were, yeah, because there's, like, lots, like, she used to do all these, like, um, really funny, like, lip exercise like warm-ups like where, where you know you like you know and like like you vibrate your lips and she used to do like ones that sounded like like dog barks and stuff and it's it's a it's it's wild because i mean i don't i don't know i i watch a lot of videos about this and it seems like as long as you're doing something that's not um um, destructive than anything anything you do to warm up is is like I just saw such a huge variety it seems like you could just just about do whatever and as you know as long as you mm-hmm. uh, are activating you know your your vocal cords in a, in a gentle way I actually learned the I actually learned the humming trick from uh, actual um, vocal like a, a teacher Oh, okay. So she teaches you how to sing. She went to one of our shows, and she told me her profession. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I really need to, What can I do about this?" And she was like, "One of the easiest things you can do is warm up with a hum." And she showed me how. And ever since then, I've been doing it. Is it like so. an up and down, like a or something yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so That's... very low to high, high to low. So. Yeah, I see a lot of those. Those are. It's nice. Um, so yeah, we uh, we we skipped 
we skipped a, a lot of the the beginning stuff because we went on this like in, informative uh, vocal tangent, which is, you know, that's good. Um, that is interesting. You know, we, yeah, we got <laughs> we got the information out there to young aspiring screamos. Like, you know, <laughs> I know it's cool to just go out there and just be in pain and put a force behind your pain, but you need to be able to do this for a long time as well. So. Uh, warm up and, uh, and yeah. don't blow yourself out. Um, but yeah, so um, going all the way back to the beginning. So you no problem. Do whatever you do. <laughs> so you start the band. You're you you know you're you're writing the songs. You're you're putting the lyrics out there that you've mm-hmm. really wanted to like. You wanted there to be a band about these things, so you put that out there. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The first time when you went to record the songs what was that experience like for you was it all nerves um was it like did you have any familiarity with like what was about to happen when you went and did this or i kind of had an idea because i had friends who had recorded before and like i more or less knew the process but Doing it is definitely a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to be honest, Sean. I hate recording vocals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I always not liked it. I don't know. And I'm so lucky that the first um, EP, like, since I was just, like, kind of giving it my all, I'm good. I like it. I yeah. wish I could do that again. Um, it. I want to say when we recorded it the first time, I didn't have to do much takes or anything. We recorded that EP. Um, I do remember um, the person doing it was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now now that I'm, you know, we've done more recordings, I see the importance of having someone who is going to treat you, you know, yeah, good and make you feel comfortable, not someone that make, make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So that was like my first experience. The person was a little uncomfortable. And I was a little uncomfortable because I don't really know what recording screening vocals is. I don't even know if I know it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I... I just want to mention, like, the, the last album, the, the LP, Our Voices Before Forever, um, uh, the guy who recorded us, I, I, I don't care, I'm just going to say this, he, like, did not understand what I was doing. Like, he didn't understand the inconsistencies that I have, and I really hate recording vocals, so it sounds maybe even more tight, because I'm like, my throat's just tight, <laughs> You know, uh-huh. I'm like, it, it just reminded me why I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I love performing, performing live, touring, that's, that's my thing. Uh-huh. That's what I love to do. Um, recording is a little different. And, you know, you know how I always have to, like, hear back the vocals separately I hate it. Like when we were doing it at your house, I was like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> <laughs> I just get so shy. Yeah. But 
Well, it's more fun when a couple children are are trying to uh, cl- ride people like um, horses and stuff <laughs> for sure. But uh, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that that is like seriously such a fond memory for me. Um, but yeah, um, so you now when you said like inconsistencies, like you you mean like that this person they didn't understand like that, hey this is a part of what we're doing like this isn't this isn't really that's not a mistake or whatever right yeah right that's okay. what it was yeah, yeah. he kind of thought like let me guide you through this or oh no you know he was like looking at my lyrics and like kind of kind of pointed out and i mean i listened to him but it's like Again, another lesson learned. Like, record with someone who understands you and what you do. And, yeah. You know, lets you do what you do, but makes it better. That's, that's what they're there for. So, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. What I, well, that's what I learned from recording that one. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's such a recording is such a weird thing because, like, you know, there, there are for sure isolated instruments incidents where somebody who just like kind of doesn't really know like what you're doing um like from a reference point of view like will mm-hmm. still be able to do what you need them to do but like I think that's so rare you know so it's definitely like yeah cuz cuz you know I'm I'm a bit older so like when my bands first started mm-hmm. recording it was just like if you knew someone that recorded that was it it was like well it doesn't <laughs> matter if they've never heard you know <laughs> punk music like you're just you're recording with them because that's that's the person that does it but now you definitely okay. like you will know somebody you'll you know hopefully like be able to find that person like like you're saying that's right. like mm-hmm. you know you're like uh have you heard um like, have you heard Battle of Wolf? Have you heard these bands? Have you heard these bands? You know, like, we're talking, like, Bremen stuff. Like, have you heard this? Like, this is what we're going for. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, totally. And you'll be on the same page, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, God. He compared us with something that I can't even remember what he said. This is probably ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's like when... It's like when you play, like, a, like, you know, in Lafayette, like, we've, we've played in Lafayette, like, um, two times, and one time was uh-huh. at, like, we got asked to play this, like, record store, like, uh-huh. fair thing, kind of thing, and I was like, okay, and this guy comes up, and he's like, y'all were, like, a really fast Black Sabbath, and... Oh, I love that. It, well, it was it was fine, but the the funny thing about that is that's the second time in my life that I've got that for one of my bands, and neither one of the band one of the bands sound like no use for a name, and then the other one was Coma Regalia. So it's just like there's just <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, uh, really fast black. I love Sabbath. that. Yeah, because it works. People will tell me like, oh, you're like Slipknot. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you like Slipknot, I guess. Um, but I had somebody compare us to Thrice one time. Oh wow! I was like, okay. Okay. I'm with it. 
yeah, the the uh, weirdest comparison I got was in um, uh, for Comer Regalia. That is was in uh, 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 Tempe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in Tempe, and somebody was like, "Y'all sound like the Deftones," and I was like, "Right." Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I like the so, Deftones, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, maybe yeah. like when he does his like screechy vocals. I don't know. Maybe that's that's the only time he's ever heard that from the Deftones. Right, like, right. That's all, <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. I'm just like, all right, cool. The records are out there on the table. <laughs> please, there's no one here. Just buy a record, please. Yeah. There's no one here. There's there was no one there. Have you had nights where you just like don't sell anything? Oh yeah, for sure. It's uh, okay. Yeah, it's everybody does, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say too. Is like you know you know what I'm talking about when I say there's no one here because everybody's had that as well. Where you're like, you the person even you're trying to find the person who set up the show and you can't even find them. You're like, what? Oh god. What? What? <laughs> recording has never been your thing like you said but um you've done it you've done it lots of times and like y'all have you know put out like lots of killer releases like what was the first time like how did it feel the first time when you got a release in your hands that you sang on like what was that like for you i'm not gonna lie it was a little strange because i was like a record, huh? You know, like, because I didn't collect records or anything like that. I mean, I knew people would, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And the tape, you know, I'm like, huh. And then once I got to feel it, see it, see, see the artwork too, because I, um, the, the artist that did the first LP, uh, the EP, uh, her name's Regina, and she worked with us to create, like, this like data kind of art style with like you know these like images and she like made it look perfect because like I gave her images from my textbook from my neurobiology textbook and I was like here use this 
use these things and then like a picture of me and my grandma <laughs> and like I don't know I think I think seeing it with like the album cover like just something that was in my mind come to life that's what made me feel really happy about it um um, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there's no turning back. People are now going to own the words that I've written down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's such my a... That's how I felt. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a wild experience. Like, just... Especially when you get to the point, like, you know, with, with y'all's 7-inch uh, and everything, and it was, uh, it was co-released in Germany and stuff, right? that was the seven inch was really wild. Yeah. And so you're just like, there's people that, I mean, you know, you, I'm sure you did meet some of them, you know, when y'all went on your first tour over there and stuff, but there's just like people mm -hmm. in the world that you've been able to, um, affect in one way or another, you know, that you'll, that you'll never even meet. It's pretty wild. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, so like, I still think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really grateful for that experience and yeah. that connection yeah it's mm -hmm. like it's it's just i don't know it's wild and and just you know like when your friend just texts you a picture of like your record in a record store in chicago or something and you're just like what yeah you're like how's that real but <laughs> yeah it's really cool yes oh yeah yeah i've gotten those and it's such a, it's such a sweet feeling I'm like oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we already like, we already like talked about like, uh, one of your first tours and, but, um, you know, y'all, y'all kind of, especially at first and never really slowed down until, you know, for obvious reasons, um, most recently, um, but mm -hmm. like straight out the gate, y'all were touring like a lot and you even like, <laughs> went over to Europe, like you know like fairly early in in y'all's time as a band um right yeah what yeah what were your experiences like touring in the u.s and then touring you know in europe and stuff and like um what what were the things that you really enjoyed about it and the things that you enjoyed less and like what how did you find touring here versus touring over there like what were the main differences you could think of You know, when we were over there in Europe, I would tell the people, like, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> because when we were over there, the shows were, like, a big thing. It seemed like more of a community effort with everyone, like, in the scene. Like, people would go and get dinner ready. People would come and they would eat dinner with us and we would start drinking, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Have conversations and, you know, have a really good time at the show and everyone's just like so supportive. And we always had dinner and breakfast with the people we stayed with too. So, um, I, I think I slept in the bed like most of that tour. Yeah. Yeah. But, like an actual bed. Like mm -hmm. a mattress. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so you know how different that is from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it's funny because like the people over there, um, the punks, they were like, "Oh, I've heard like horror stories 
of touring in the U.S. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, like, some some of our friends tell us that we shouldn't go over there. <laughs> oh, wow. I was just like, damn, that's all I have. <laughs> you know? It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a big difference from yeah. here and over there. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like when, when we've been over there, it's, there's like this weird thing where like even people that don't have anything to do with the show will like ask you stuff like, do you need anything? You know, or what, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, I I do not know this person. They don't, they don't like, they're not like working this show or whatever. And they're just like, (laughs) just trying to be like really hospitable, you know? And you're just like, wow, this is, this is really, you know, like it feels really strange, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, It was a little strange, but you just are well taken care of over there. It's insane. And then like, they they're able to like occupy spaces over there and turn it into their own. So like, you'll be sleeping in like a big commune or something. Yeah, and it's just like this is mind blowing. Like uh, when I played Kiel Explode in Germany, I forgot which city. I think it was Kiel actually. <laughs> um, it was this huge building, and like people lived in there too, and there was a show going on. So, like, the fact that I was able to be upstairs and take a nap right before I played, it was just, like, I wish I could have that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, a, like, every, every place has, like, a green room kind of situation where there's, like, food and, and, and just people, like, relaxing and, and, uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Um, yeah, and and like I know that it's hard to do that here because it's really expensive to do to have a space like that here in the U.S. And yeah, I would you, love to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, um, they they don't mm-hmm. like we would never get away with something like that here. Like I don't, no, and and it's mm-hmm. it's wild too because like uh, I'm I'm thinking of spaces specifically in Germany where I had asked someone. I'm like how do they get away with this? And they're like, excuse me. They're like talking about like, Mm -hmm. um, if, um, so if someone, if someone tries to move on like a squat that people have occupied or whatever, they, they have like counter techniques, you know, that they like, Oh, if you try to mess with our squat, then we mess with this business building. Or whatever and so there's just so they just stay in this like um standoff basically with the police like leave us alone and we'll not do this other stuff and i and it's just wild because uh, yeah I, when i um good <laughs> oh no i was just gonna say like just i mean we know we know for a fact that how things like that would shake out in the u.s you know and I mean, yeah. perhaps it's because we're not as as organized or whatever. I mean, I don't I don't want to split hairs about the many differences mm-hmm. there could be, but it's just wild, mm-hmm. yeah. And you see that, and you're like, 
you just you respect the hell out of it and you and you're like damn oh, yeah. you know um oh yeah yeah i was talking to them as well um or in croatia and we just went to this like building that they just totally turned into this like awesome like place and i was just like how how is this even possible and from what I remember or understood, it was, like, they get certain, like, kind of rights, I guess, mm-hmm. for the amount of time they've been there. And they can actually go turn on the electricity and the water from these buildings. Yeah. And I'm like, dang. Yeah. So I, I left Europe with, like, I'm going to miss those things a lot. But I'm just, it, I, I left there, like, really wanting that here. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to do. And I like kudos to the people that do run spaces. It is so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- mm-hmm. I think probably like this. You know, just just like um, imagining that like the different areas they have like different you know ways that they're able to to do this and pull this off. You know, the the one I was talking about was just like what people were telling me in in Germany um but we mm-hmm. we stayed at another place in Italy that was um mm-hmm. it used to be like a uh like the way they explained it it was like a community college and so mm-hmm. they had like this entire like this entire college campus mm-hmm. they had this on lockdown they they had a movie theater in this thing. They had like uh, a gymnasium, you know, they had everything. Yeah. And they're like, they oh my God. took us on the tour and we were just like, what, mm. like what even, you know, is all this? And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just wild. That reminds me of the place we were in in Italy too. Um, and I always get confused. I don't know if it's Milan or Milan. It's Milan, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the cities yeah. there. Yeah. Like, up up they the, have like, a, one million stairs? Is that... Are we talking about the same place? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because they had a school, too. It wasn't a community college, I don't think, but it was a school. So there was, like, a soccer field, a gymnasium. There was, like, shower rooms where yeah. we showered, you know? Like, yeah. it was so wild and, like... They had their own cafeteria and everything fully functioning and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And it was like a very like anti fascist space with like that kind of like literature around or graffiti and stuff. I don't know if you call it art, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh-huh. It's just I I can't I can't imagine <laughs> something like that here, but yeah. that would be so cool. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. I I hope that uh, one day you know we'll all get to go back over there and 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 uh, see our pals and stuff. Um, yeah, we really want to go. Like, it's possible next year, but I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> um, so so y'all's newest thing, the split with listless. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I know because of everything that's been going on that this has been um in the works for a little while and everything um mm-hmm. how um 
what was um did y'all approach this any differently than you do any other recording or um like uh what like did you did you approach it any differently or did things was there any part of the process that was different for you like in in making this um than other for me releases? Yeah, what's funny is we recorded these songs a long time ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we never released them. We were just always kind of waiting, or I guess not like waiting, but we were always kind of planning to do it with some kind of split, but it just never, it just never happened, and then this opportunity came, we were like, yeah, let's do a new love song, and... <laughs> That one was really different for me because I recorded entirely alone. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, it was just me and the guy recording. It was just like me alone in his bathroom doing the vocals. <laughs> okay. But, you know, so you... it was just different in that way. Did that, like, make you more nervous? Or was it just like... I want to say, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, like I said, recording vocals, I'm always nervous. Yeah. But I, I hated them. Like, oh my God, I hated them when, like, we first recorded them. I was like, I don't like these. I hope we never put this out. <laughs> <laughs> and now I, we had them fixed up, and I I love it now. I love those songs. Okay. What did you not like about mm-hmm. them at first? Um, I don't know. I guess because the songs are a little bit, uh, uh, some of them are a little bit slower, uh-huh. you know, and they're more drawn out, and <clears throat> I wasn't used to that yet, and I don't know. I'm just kind of bad at writing lyrics, too. <laughs> so it was just a lot of, it was a lot of hard work, and I think, like, it shows, like, I thought I heard myself struggling to, like, make it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess I just I just heard my own, like, dissatisfaction with it. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, pretty good. <laughs> Do you think there's something about, like, the experience that you've uh, accumulated by this point that makes you, like, judge your your performance like more harshly like on first listen like whereas I've always... when you at first when you're just going out there and ripping into it and you're just like mm-hmm. that's sick but now that you've had <laughs> like these experiences where like your recordings mm-hmm. keep getting like you know you you keep like hopefully you know you keep feeling like your recordings are getting better and more clear and whatever. And so you mm-hmm. like, do you feel like it's something that happens before you hear the finished product where you're just like, Oh, I don't know. But then once you I've hear everything, that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's... I said, like when you do this thing, when you single them out just to make sure that they sound okay or, Whatever oh, yeah. needs to be leveled out, I made it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, it, um, I've always, uh, I always have to listen to it more than once. Like the first time I listen to something, even if it's a complete product, I'm just like, oh, this is not again. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it just, I've always been like that. Like I kind of have to listen to it a while. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Do you think part of it I is- guess it's like, Sorry, uh-huh. go ahead. I, I think it's just that whole experience. Like, I never thought I was going to be doing this when I was, like, you know, a 13-year-old emo kid. Yeah. So, like, now that I actually have the opportunity to do this stuff, it's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, like, do you think that um, part of it is because you've, at least in theory, you've played these songs like so many times. And so you have this like idea in your head of what they are supposed to sound like. And then just like every recording is going to be like a different sort of like a different take on that. And so like, it, mm-hmm. does that ever factor into it where you're just like that? that oh, yeah. Just throws like, you um... off. Yeah. Yeah, um, like I said, my thing is, like, performing. That's, like, where I become alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I like doing. So when I record, it's kind of hard for me to feel that energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in um, population control, there were times when I was crying when I was recording. So... That was that was surprising to me that like they actually had got to me. But um, other times, it's kind of hard to feel that like the energy and just the way you feel when you're playing it live. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, it's just like so technical too that it kind of loses its the emotional aspect of it. I guess. Yeah. So. It's a little hard for me because of what the songs are about and just like how I perform as like a musician in general. Um, what's really funny is I've actually had someone tell me like, they're like, Bianca, like, I like the recordings and stuff, but hearing you live, it's so different and it's like my favorite thing. And I'm like, huh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> And and so I always remember that thing that person said because it's nice that someone can hear the the difference, you know. Yeah. And I feel like I'd rather be that band that, or at least in in, in my like position, I'd rather be that person that sounds good on the record, but even better live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than rather than the other way around. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure I was just thinking like <clears throat> it's kind of a weird thing too if you sit back and think about it how like um, you know you so you feel more <clears throat> nervous like or I'm not saying you but I'm just saying in general mm-hmm. like one feels more mm-hmm. nervous when you're recording like but realistically like at a show you have one chance to do it right <laughs> and, if, and if not, then that's it. But at, at, on a recording, you have as many chances as you need, you know? So if anything, you should f- 
feel less nervous, but I know it's like it's so whole, ironic, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like Yeah, I get that there, I get that like a lot of times it's like, yeah, it's cuz the clock is ticking, you know, and you're you're paying uh for the for the time in the studio and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's really it's really funny when you think about it that way and just like you're just like this yeah, this should definitely be the other way around, but um performing live you obviously yeah like live when you have uh 50 other people around you or you know or whatever Mm -hmm. and somehow you're still able to go to that place inside Mm -hmm. where you feel Mm -hmm. sort of alone with your intentions Mm -hmm. and your and what you're trying to communicate uh, as Mm -hmm. opposed to like at a studio where you feel like all the eyes are on you, you know, and it's just, it's just mm-hmm. you, like, when you're up to bat or whatnot. Um, yeah, it, it can be harder to find that place where, like you said, where you connected with the music and, and you felt that way, that way that you're able to return to, like, <clears throat> what the song's like. Uh-huh. What you're yeah, really I, I try. Yeah, I try my best, but, you know, it's a process. It's a thing. It's like, like I said, it's kind of like, um, it's just like kind of depersonalizing it. So it's like, we're recording it, you know, like, it's not the same as playing live, you know? Yeah. It has to be right, or it's, I don't know. You you get me what I'm saying, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, cool, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, um... I, I don't know, you know, there's like, there's a, there's lots of factors, I guess, that are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, we've been, we've been chatting for like an hour now. Um, uh, I, I, um, I've had a good time chatting with you. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. is there anything else that we should chat about before we go? Oh, um, <laughs> I guess I'm like, I guess I would add with like the recording stuff. Like I've seen, or I've heard actually, I've heard that there's a lot of negative comments about it. <laughs> like, wow. and I've seen some too. And I'm sure that's for every band, right? But like, it's so funny. Like someone, I, I remember someone was like, she's going to blow out her voice like that. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> and it's like agreeing with him. I'm like, yeah, that's why I fucking hate recording because I can control it better when I'm live. So I, I just think, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like people point that out, like, like, like that I don't stuff? have, like, or no, mostly the, mostly the new stuff because you know that's what's been released huh. on prosthetic and stuff. So it's getting. Um, hit more with a, a, a more audience huh. so they're seeing this like weird girl thing whatever with like <laughs> really inconsistent vocals <laughs> and they're just like what the fuck is this <laughs> and you know I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I'll never forget that comment but you don't <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, I, uh-huh. I just felt like you have I just felt like it sounds like with each release it sounds like you are, are more in control of what you're doing. Right. I mean, that's, that's, like, I, 
I agree. Like I've gotten more in control. I feel like the words, messages are clearer now um, than before. But I don't know. I, I don't know what people expect me to sound like. You know? Yeah. This is just that's just how I sing. Yeah. Come see us live. Tell it to my face. <laughs> Come and say that to my face. <laughs> At my show, take yeah. her head in. My mom will be there. For real? <laughs> you won't say that with my mom right here. You can't. For real? <laughs> she's way too nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and and um, there's one more thing with that. I've also seen, um, you know, because the stuff that I sing about is very, it's very Toronto based, like we were talking about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like things that are kind of like really uncomfortable or like unspeakable, dirty, whatever you want to call it, right? Like just something that's kind of like off limits. Like we don't really think about that kind of stuff. Or like we don't talk about those kind of things, especially in my culture, right? Okay. Um. So I've seen it where people are trying to like, I guess like analyze the lyrics. They're trying to, like, uh, I guess critique, like, the way that I feel or, like, I don't know. Like, like, like psychoanalyze or, or. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it before where somebody was talking about really, really uh, personal, or you know, um, like, uh, a song that was, like, about sexual abuse as a kid. Um they were just kind of like, I guess, like trying to analyze it and like kind of say that I was wrong. Like what I wrote was like wrong because you know, and some of those songs I express just like my anger mm-hmm. about it, and I might say something, you know, that I feel that maybe someone else might not feel, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen like people try to like denounce what I'm writing, huh. and it's just like. So interesting. I'm like, what do you? What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not, like, what do you uh, people expect me to do? Yeah, you, you're <laughs> you're not a, like, you're not a monolith for trauma survivors. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you you're reacting to, like, you're reacting to your own experiences, um, right? And the only yeah. way that you're able to express yourself, you know. Uh, yeah, that's really. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Do you feel like that is something that? Um. Do you feel like that's something that you don't see happen? Uh, to. Bands with. Uh, male vocalists. Do you feel like this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like that's, like yeah, I I feel like. I would not read mm-hmm. somebody saying things like that. Like, just from, like, or like coma or, like, or, or, or just... dude, just dude screamer. You know what I mean? Just, like, dude screamer in a band. <laughs> I would not read somebody <laughs> being, like, that dude is wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just because, it's like, I'm a female or, you know, whatever they think. I don't know. They're just more tough on me about it. And it's like, yeah. come on now. Um, to be honest, I really don't know. I, I feel the same way as you that I don't typically see that. Um, 
but they get critiqued for more, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like to see, but, to see somebody talking like in some way like that about some, some dude's lyrics is like, like that dude must've said something really shady, you know, or, or however you want to put it. Like for somebody to like take the time and, you know, like belittle what they're trying to say or whatever. Um, and that's, I don't know. I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that. That's like, that's, that's shitty. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody asked for that opinion. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, it's like the shitty part of all this. Like just those kind of people, you know. But yeah, it's okay. I have all of y'all, my friends, and so much good to it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, well, I I I hate to end on like a a down note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk about more. I guess like just I guess one of the only negative things about reporting or like the last. Uh, LP we cut out just like since it's reaching a broader audience there's going to be more people that like who don't fit in like their box or whatever mm-hmm. they define ourselves so yeah <laughs> yeah it's that's a, so I'm gonna get those comments. yeah I guess <laughs> that's the like the you know the double-edged part of the sword where you because you know we we typically like we're used to um, being involved with people that we know only from like a couple degrees of separation or whatever, you know? And then once you mm-hmm. like release this record on this um, <clears throat> label that is known for kind of a different, like mm-hmm. uh, a different like listenership or whatever, you know, however you want to put mm-hmm. it. In. And so, Mm-hmm. everybody's coming to this like without that familiarity, you know, and not knowing where you're coming from exactly. So I guess, you know, um, the way people are going to approach this is going to be uh, novel, you know, or what, or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, maybe, you know, people who just, um, read the read the lyrics and then like look into the band a little further and uh you know they'll see people are that people are coming to this from you know uh the 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 place of like um i don't know like healing and um the cathartic Mm -hmm. like experience that you know you're trying to like have when you mm-hmm. sing about the things that have caused you pain mm-hmm. or or the things that frustrate mm-hmm. you you know and things like that mm-hmm. so. yeah. yeah um i'm yeah i don't know i'm really sorry that you you've had to deal with all that but i guess the more people that hear you i guess the you know the more you're going to get on both sides of that good things and bad things um yeah, it was actually pretty uh, eye-opening, too, that they were making fun of, like, my appearance and my weight as well. Like, Whoa, what the hell? For, 
Yeah, for like Amygdala and the other band that I was in, playing bass, a punk band, I was seeing comments where they make fun of my weight or like that I look like, I don't know, let's say like a feminazi. I don't know what the fuck. Is this just like (laughs) some bad like (laughs) message board you ended up on or like? I mean, honestly, yeah, you can probably just go look on YouTube and you'll see something. Oh. I mean, I can send them to you. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, yeah, that's exactly. Terrible. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and but it 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 kind of like makes me remember, like, dude, that you you are this kind of unique body in this like music. Like, I will keep doing. I will keep being what they think I am. You know, but it's yeah. me. But I'll keep doing that. I'll keep being that representation because I feel like we have. We need to see more, womanize it more. <laughs> right. That's you what know? I was going to say. Like, does it make you feel like, well, I've still got work to do, like, in a way? Like, oh, just like, yeah. I mean, most definitely. And, yeah. and uh, the, the comments are mostly targeted, like, towards, I guess, being uh, leftist, queer, fat, you know, just like a whole bunch of bigotry going on there. And it's like, Dude, aren't we, like, metal? Aren't we, like, supposedly this, like, progressive genre or something? And there's still these kinds of ideas about what a front woman should look like or whatever, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's what I want to bring with the Ringdolo is, like, you don't have to look a certain way. <laughs> And that was my conversation with Bianca Quinones. Thank you so much, Bianca, for taking the time to chat with me. I've really missed how we used to run into each other all the time. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>